Hey guys, it's Anna from Pandemic Unfiltered. This podcast is a collection of stories from students who are navigating through the coronavirus. Today, our guest is Ava Martin, who is a high school senior and whose school has just shut down due to the coronavirus. So Ava, around what time or when did you hear about the coronavirus and what was your initial reaction to it? So the first time I heard about the coronavirus was probably a couple months ago, I would say January or like early January, mid-January, around that time. Um, Initially, I thought it was a serious thing. Like I did think it was something that was to be taken seriously, but there was a big disconnect because it was so far away. At that time, it was mostly only in China. Um, I think a couple of cases had gotten out of that region. But it hadn't gotten to the U.S. and wasn't as prevalent in the U.S. as it is now. I definitely think that at that point in time, I would not have been able to predict how big it would have broken out here or how big of an impact it would have here. How did you keep up with the growing information? Have you just started keeping up with it more or is it, have, you been, have you been looking at the news and getting more information? So ever since it broke out, I would say probably... Not initially, I was keeping up with it, but I think after like probably two weeks had passed, so around February time, I definitely started reading about it more as it started to spread to more than one place. And even just passing through social media, it was starting to become more prevalent, like more prevalent of a topic that was being brought up. Like it would be brought up in random Instagram posts, random TikToks, um, things like that which definitely sparked my interest in it. So I do think I started keeping up with it more around February time. But at this, I would say probably last week around Monday, it seemed to become a lot more heavy of a topic, a lot more pressing of a topic is a better word. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely probably or no not probably I definitely have been keeping up with it more and reading as many articles as I could since that is since around that time just because that's when it became overwhelmingly obvious that it was going to be something that was impacting my day-to-day life and the day-to-day life of people around me Mm -hmm. so how how have you been like searching through the sources what sources do you use and how do you like make sure they're credible So what I do is, okay, it really depends because I will read things. I will go through social media and like I'll intake that content there, but I definitely don't believe I'm relying on that as a (laughs) source of any reliable news. I think that's probably one of the biggest mistakes people make is just because a lot of things are either overstated understated somehow misrepresented by social media Mm -hmm. personally what i've been doing is um when it comes to things just straight out facts about the coronavirus um using the cdc's website is a big one for me um for local news and things like that um i have been just using like news stations so like nbc new york times um uh washington post places like that and I just try and read as much as I can through those sources I do um 
I try to keep in mind with some of the news stations where you get your information, there are going to be some political biases and political leanings when it comes to talking about decisions that Trump has made, decisions that certain local uh, political figures are making. Mm -hmm. And the best way that I personally have decided to deal with that is just to read as many different sources and get as many different perspectives on it and just try and weigh in what is just straight out facts and what is going to impact me, my family, and the people around me on their day-to-day life. You also mentioned TikToks and social media. How do you think the general public on those platforms have reacted to coronavirus or the coronavirus? And how has that changed or grown? So I think it varies by platform a little bit. Um, I think Instagram, at least, and it's hard to um, know for sure because all of these platforms have different algorithms that kind of either cater to you in different ways. So what is the case for me and what I'm seeing might not be the case for everyone. But for me personally, Instagram um, has, it generally seems like it's been more serious. Like most of the posts I've been seeing as of recent have just been related to the racism and um, the negative prejudices that have been uh, brought to light from the coronavirus. Um, And that's a big one that I see on Instagram. And then some other things I see are just how to keep yourself safe, different food banks you can go to if your school has been closed, things like that. Uh, TikTok, vastly different. I see a lot, a bigger array of responses, but it's not as, it doesn't seem as serious. Um, It definitely seems, I would say TikTok is more of a personalized platform as in how people post. People post more emotionally and it definitely just shows the individual experience. That's why if you log on, a lot of them are just straight out joking about the coronavirus. Um, They don't take it. It's not, I wouldn't say that every joke about the coronavirus made on TikTok is not taking it as seriously, but it's a weird way of, I think it is people use TikTok as a weird way of coping in a way with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it definitely doesn't seem like it's getting the same response as other platforms. Um, for example, I'll log on and it's just people crying about like potentially missing their graduation or just making jokes about how um, absurd the whole situation is. So I would say Instagram is a more formal response. TikTok is a more emotional response and a younger response. Yeah, it's interesting to see how in the modern day, how crises like or crises like these have been impacted by social media and how information gets out yeah and I also think that um, especially with TikTok it does a good job of eliminating how disconnected a lot of um, just people in general not just children just like or children and teenagers I think it this goes for every single generation living within the U.S. or most first world countries it definitely shows how disconnected people have gotten from these kind of crises that they never really thought it would come here. And that's why, especially if you looked on, 
I'm going to bring up TikTok. TikTok is the app I'm on the most, which is why I can bring this, the one I keep bringing up. Um, like months ago, it was all people just making jokes about it. And as it has become more prevalent, all of it, all of these posts have been more like, I can't believe this is happening. I never thought this would happen. Or look at how poorly these jokes aged. Um, I just think it definitely, it gives you a more like, intimate insight on how people have begun to connect certain problems with certain areas and not really associate that with themselves if that makes any sort of sense yeah no it does and back to more locally your school has closed for three weeks and it's your senior year right so Mm -hmm. how does that really impact you and the rest of your school year how the coronavirus and the closings so it's it's a a, that's a complicated question Mm because a lot of it is still up in the air like personally i live in ohio our governor's mike dewine uh he recently has come out saying things like he ohio schools could just be closed for the rest of the year they don't know how long this i think was a statement literally made today um it's march 15th if you need to know that um he also had shut down all bars and restaurants at starting at 9 p.m. tonight they're shut down indefinitely with the exception of like carry out so it going back to school sorry that was a little bit of a tangent um it's all good it personally the main way it's going to impact me is I'm going to miss out on I'm probably going to miss out on some stuff that would have affected like you know, like characterizing things of like your senior year, like prom, perhaps grad- walking at graduation, um, senior concerts, senior nights, things like that. Um, but on a deeper level than just that, there likely it's probably going to impact testing, which is a big thing I'm personally worried about for me and myself. Um, testing on state exams like for example i have one credit left i need to graduate which is government um that probably is completely left up in the air especially if we end up being called off for the rest of the year like dewine has said is a possibility Mm -hmm. um and then ap testing i've spent so much money on ap tests especially for this year i'm enrolled in four ap tests that i'll have to take um and if i take these tests in june instead of may or in july instead of may it will greatly impact my chances of getting credit for those in college so it does kind of feel like my money is potentially being wasted mm-hmm. um overall i don't think it's going to impact my ability to graduate or anything like that um and personally the local news and the local decisions such as closing down schools won't impact my family much like I have access to food I have access to shelter everything I need for like day-to-day life Mm -hmm. um but on the most general or that's how it's going to affect me when it comes to the local decisions so has your day-to-day life changed greatly um not particularly well that's not true it is a little bit, yeah, I would say so. Um, 
I'm definitely, personally, I'm more of an anxious prone person. Um, I'm also, I hate getting sick. So definitely with a virus like this going around, um, it makes me a lot more cautious when I go out. Like I really do not like going out as much as I used to. Like I'm a very extroverted person. I like going outside a lot. I like going places that has completely changed. Basically I get very like eating in the restaurant. For example, I went out to eat last night. I could not stop thinking about how potentially what happens if I contract this, how would this pass on to people around me? things like that. Because personally, I'm not worried about getting sick as in it's going to like kill me or anything. I'm a really Mm -hmm. healthy person. I'm young. Um, The people in my age group simply aren't really dying from this, especially when you have access to the healthcare that I would have access to. Um, But I think it's irresponsible to put yourself in a position where you can contract it and give it to people where they may not have that ability to fight off the virus naturally. So I think it's made me more cautious generally. Um, And on a mental health stance, it overall, I just think it's changing the way I've just been looking at the world in a sense and looking at day-to-day life because when it kind of hits you that this can just kind of happen, because you never think it's gonna happen until it does. And Mm -hmm. almost every person I've talked to, especially um, even adults, like I've, I've talked to teachers and I've talked to family members, none of them really know what the proper answer is, the proper response is. And it just kind of, it's, in my mind, it says a lot about planning your whole life. You know, there are going to be things that you cannot account for. And this is a great example of that. Something that none of us accounted for that came up and now we're all dealing with the consequences of it Mm -hmm. as a student who has an extended break what does your day look like in self-quarantine um well since it's kind of a new thing like we just got called off friday and we didn't even know we were going to be well we got called off thursday i watched that live and Mm -hmm. then we got called off for friday thursday night at like 10 30 ish i think that's when i found out about 10 30 p.m um and then we didn't know if we were going to be off on monday until friday mid-afternoon about 2 p.m i would say was when i was found out um my day-to-day hasn't really school-wise hasn't really adapted yet since Mm -hmm. we haven't really changed much friday when we called off i'm pretty sure the teachers were told not to say much on schoology or anything yet just because we didn't know if we were going to be off monday um the only assignment I've really had so far is just to finish a vocab quiz I have like a psych assignment I need to turn in that I was working on from earlier in the week um the plan is if I can get into that is that okay yeah because my teacher just went over that Mm -hmm. um my government teacher Thursday night and my AP lit teacher sent home textbooks and then I have my textbook for anatomy and physiology at home, as well as my um, AP Psych textbook and some other classes. I have their online sources like AP Stats, um, things like, I have all of their books available to me. Um, My government teacher is planning on assigning 
workbook problems um, throughout the break. And my AP Lit teacher is planning on assigning a book and just reading that and giving us various online assignments, which isn't that much different from what we would be doing in class for those two classes. It's just we're not going to have as much discussion over like the different constitutional amendments or mm -hmm. um, I am the book that we're going to be reading for AP Lit. Um, for other classes like AP Stats, which is a math class, it gets a little bit more complicated because a lot of people don't learn as well um, these like like math topics or science topics as well. So they're planning on doing online conferences. Um, I'm not sure how that's gonna pull through because we didn't get to go back to school on Friday and Monday and get laptops for students who don't have them or internet. Well, we do have a source for internet access actually, but we don't have any laptop. We never handed out laptops to my knowledge. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I guess that's something we're gonna see as it comes up um, within the next couple of days. But the plan is just to try and continue school as normally as possible in an online environment. So like, for example, Schoology, the platform my school uses has like a big blue conference button or whatever, um, <laughs> where you can kind of like, the teacher can video call, video call. And then I believe the way it works, I haven't personally been on one, but I know people who have, um, you can video call back and then multiple people can be on the call and you can just kind of ask your teacher questions and they can work through them. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the plan for now, yeah. Have all your teachers adjusted well to online teaching or getting adapted to it, do you think? Um, um, I think a lot of them are more familiar with it, I would say, like, Personally, in my case, there are spe more specific teachers who are better than, at it than others. Um, I know, for example, my choir teacher is running into the issue of how are you supposed to teach choir online? Mm -hmm. um, how can you? Yeah, that would be difficult. <laughs> it, 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 it is. That's the, um, so what he's, the plan was before we left on Thursday um, was to record um, each of us doing like our parts in different sections and submit it to him just so he knows that we're working on the pieces <laughs> that we have. Um, I'm not sure how that's gonna change or if that's gonna change. Um, if the break does stay to like the three weeks that it is and three weeks including our spring break, um, then he might just have us practice. We might not have to record it. We might just have to like prove somehow that we did it. Um, that's like, that's not the teacher's fault though. That's more like, that's a difficult subject to teach online. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there are some other teachers who perf were very, were never big on like using the online resources as much, who I think might struggle a little bit, but content wise, they're in classes where they're already kind of self classes. And so I don't think the teacher is going to have much trouble adapting overall. I think the biggest issue that most people within the district are going to see um, are going to occur in math and science classes where those classes, it's a really hard sometimes, especially when you get into more complicated maths. I would say um, statistics, the class that I'm in, isn't like a super complicated class. Um, 
to learn through textbook, um, especially if you've had as much background, like I'm taking it as a senior, that would be fine. But it's, if you're in classes like physics or um, AP Calc BC, AP Calc AB, um, AP Chem, things like that, classes like that, or just regular chemistry. If you're a ninth or a ninth or tenth grader taking chemistry for the first time and you don't have your teacher available for like immediate like questions, sometimes students have a hard time wording what they need to say. So without like conference calls and stuff like that, I'm not sure how effectively these concepts will be learned because I do they're think so new. A, mm -hmm, a, I do think a part of the learning experience is working with the teacher to figure out what you don't understand. And with mm -hmm. online learning, the issue the issue that I would imagine comes up most frequently is students not being able to articulate the issues that they're having or the struggles that they're having um, in school and with the content that they're learning. And I think that's probably gonna be the biggest issue. Definitely. So do you, would you say the younger classmen would have a harder time with this self-quarantine than the upperclassmen? Generally, yes, but not due to like a lack of intelligence or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I just think that by the time that you're a senior, uh, most of the classes, or at least in my personal case, and this is anecdotal, so this could be different for any senior, but mm -hmm. I would say generally with me and my friends, um, most of the classes that we're taking are either um, easier classes or classes that are specific towards an interest or a potential major. So for me, I'm going into, I'm planning on going into nursing or the med or a medical field. So most of my classes are kind of um narrowed down into that focus and they're based off of classes that I kind of selected from sophomore and junior year that led up to it so I feel like I have a lot of background knowledge that I need for the classes that I'm currently taking to where if I need to teach myself that um, material I'll be able to but mm -hmm. if this happened to me junior year or especially sophomore year when I was in junior year I was in AP biology um, that would have been I think I would have had a hard time teaching that to myself um, or AP research, another class that I was in. I don't know how you, AP research is a very self-like class, but a whole big part of the exam is giving a presentation. And I'm not sure how they're going to manage that if school's called off because mm -hmm. that class is different than most other AP classes. Um, whereas part of the, most of, there isn't a sit down exam for it. The exam is writing a, like 20 page paper and then giving a 16 to 20 minute presentation and I'm not sure how they're going to do that for kids if school's completely called off um and then sophomore year chemistry a completely new class algebra 2 was a building class but there are a lot of uh, pre-calc concepts that begin to be introduced there which I think I would have had trouble with without an in-class teacher um I'm trying to think there are the younger you are, the more new the topics are. The older you are, the, I guess you kind of have harder classes, like you have more access to AP classes, but they're building off of classes that you've already taken. Mm -hmm. um, so at least you have that background knowledge, but a lot of these younger students won't have the same background knowledge. And 
I have no doubt that I, I have no question of like the younger grades intelligence that's has nothing to do with this. I just think that um, upperclassmen are more are in a more fortunate position of having more background knowledge that they could use to interpret online material. Mm -hmm. Like entering a new subject is going to be mm -hmm. difficult for no matter who you are. Yeah, but I will say since this happened so late in the year, most students will probably have the background that they need. It's just the last minute preparation for um, like AP exams or state exams that might be lacking a little bit. But I think at, at least at my school, I feel like most kids will be okay with that. I can't speak for other schools. Mm -hmm. Do you have any fears about how this could mess with your college choice or your college entry date or anything around that matter? Um, yeah, um, I'm definitely concerned. Um, I'm really worried for me about graduation, graduation, graduating on time. Again, I need like one more credit to graduate, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, not to use that word too many times in one sentence. Um, but I need to get my government credit and technically I need an English credit, but, um, I don't need to take a state test for that. I already have all my like state testing credits I need. Um, I'm really worried about getting that one last class, which they will work a way through because it's the entire state. They can't just say every yeah. senior who didn't take government is <laughs> not going to graduate. Sorry, you decided to take it senior year. They cannot do that. I would be mm. shocked. <laughs> um, but I would rather end around the time that we originally had planned to do. Like my graduation was May 21st. It would really be nice if that didn't get pushed back, but I have a feeling it might, which is okay. It, they have to do what they need to do. Mm -hmm. um, I, my deepest fear is them having to push back at the start of college next year. Um, I understand if it is something that has to happen, but I also don't like the idea of putting my life on hold um, and having to wait to start this um to start with the education for a career path I'm really passionate about and I'm really interested in um I don't think I will say however in my personal like for me personally I'm not too concerned about the start of graduation next year I would say that with the way the virus is going now um it's probably going to peak in especially or in the U.S. around uh, mid to late April, maybe early June. Um, and then as the summer weather comes along, um, the virus is probably going to die off, um, which will help with like starting school on time. Mm -hmm. That's not my top concern, but I do think just with how the virus works, that one concern would probably is it's not that high up just because of the nature of the virus, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Do you think there's any upsides to being in self-quarantine and having so much free time? Um, I think, personally, I would probably love it <laughs> uh, <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that it was in such, like, negative, like, under such negative circumstances. I do think it could be really beneficial 
for um, students who want to work at their own pace, um, which is why a lot of kids go into online school to begin with. I like the idea of it when it comes to I get to kind of structure. School doesn't structure my day as much. I kind of get to structure my own day um, mm -hmm. and get to the content when I want to get to the content. Because, like, for me personally, with the way online school is probably going to work, I'll be able to get most of my stuff done. I'll probably still wake up early, but instead of, like, taking a lunch break um, or taking, like, breaks in between, like, we won't have those breaks in between bells and things like that or, like, um, the initial period of class when everyone's, like, adjusting to having just switched classes. Well, I completely will not have that. So I'll probably get things done quicker and I'll probably be more efficient on my own but personally I think I would have rather stayed in school if like not I would have personally rather stayed in school given that the virus wasn't a thing like I wouldn't choose this kind of learning environment over mm -hmm. a real school environment because I do think there's a lot of value in um, peer collaboration peer just interaction in general um, I would describe myself as a more extroverted person, which might be why I think that, but I do think interacting on a day-to-day -day basis with other people does have a significant impact on your mental health, and having that completely taken away out of very quickly, um, I don't think has the best implications. Mm -hmm. So there are some upsides, but I personally think there are more downsides than upsides if you're just looking at online learning um, or like being forced into online learning. There's no shame in online learning if that's what you choose to do, but most people didn't have the choice in this case. Yeah. How do you think it affects your relationships with your friends or your even your family being at home with them for such a long time? Um, so... I don't think it's really impacted my relationship with my family that much. Um, I see them more. And like my dad asked if I can like pick up a couple of things, more chores around the house, things like that. Like I don't really feel any particular way of, about how that impacted my family. We're fine. Like we're just all here now. Um, friend wise, a lot of my friends have been like completely quarantined by their parents so they cannot leave the house. Um, I'm allowed to leave the house and see other people. I just personally, if I do decide to see someone else, I only see like one person at a time. Mm -hmm. um, just because I, I need, I feel personally feel like I need that interaction with other people, but I don't want to be putting myself in a position to where I'm spreading it. And if I think I'm showing any symptoms, I would stay home. Mm -hmm. Or if my friends are showing any symptoms, I'm obviously not going to hang out with them. Um, so I would say it's about learning to balance it is the biggest, like, new thing that has come up. Like, here, wait, let me phrase this correctly. Um, I think that it's not going to have a ton of negative implications on my friendships or anything like that. But for me personally, it's about taking those steps to learn to navigate what do I do, need to do to do my part in not spreading the virus? But what do I need to do to maintain these relationships and maintain a decent mental health for me personally? Mm -hmm. Like balancing this different mm -hmm. skills. 
Because I do think that it's important to, like, I'm trying to take the virus as, as seriously as I can. Um, I have people around me who think I might be taking it too seriously, which I understand why people could interpret it that way. Because if you personally don't think you're going to die from it, why do you think, why are you self-quarantining? But it's, my concern is with spreading it to people who do not have the resources to take care of the virus, or it could just kill some people if they aren't in the best health or if they're older. Um, it's, for me, it's been about learning that balance between doing your part um, on a social level, uh, making sure you're not putting yourself in a poor position that will put many other people in worse positions, um, but also not going too far and completely disregarding what you need to be happy and what you need to just kind of, not what you need to function, but what you would like to have to like live on the day to day. Um, and for me, relationships and friendships are a big part of like my personal happiness, which is why I kind of clumped it into that mm -hmm. category of like what I need on my day to day, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but obviously going forward, if it turns out that you really, I really do have to completely self-quarantine, which I don't know if we're going to get to that point, <laughs> um, I would do that mm -hmm. if that's what I need to do on a like social level to do my part in preventing a worse situation that we are than what we already have here all right that's all we have time for today thank you ava for coming on to our podcast and don't forget to check out part two